السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك الحمد لله الكريم المنان قديم الإحسان وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيد الأكوان المصطفى بن عدنان وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم بهدى وإحسان إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله وحبيبه وصفيه وخليله اللهم صل وسلم عليه أرسله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره الكافرون أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم وإياي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله تقوى الله الذي لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها وأحسن يرحمكم الله إن رحمة الله قريب من المحسنين All praise belongs to Allah, the most generous, the giver of gifts, the one deserving of all praise and devotion, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship save Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and the creator of all things in existence, Jalla Jalalu. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is his final prophet and messenger, and that he came with the same message that Abraham and Moses and Noah and Jesus and all the prophets and messengers before him came with sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam and that Allah Jalla Jalalu sent him at the end of time for all people as a source of guidance and goodness for people in different times and different places until the end of time. May Allah send his peace and blessings upon the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his purified family and noble companions, and all those who follow his path until the end of time. And may we be included among them and with them through Allah's grace and mercy. Ameen. My beloved elders, community, brothers and sisters, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have taqwa of Allah jalla jalaluh, and that this is our provision for the hereafter. This is how we invest in our meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is through taqwa and all of the actions that are done with mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such that the mindfulness of Allah and witnessing the divine's beauty and majesty and perfection is uh, it permeates our every moment and permeates everything that we do so that we witness him. And this is as the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam informed us is the maqam, is the station known as the station of Ihsan. When Jibreel alayhi salam asked him, what is Ihsan? He said, an What is excellence? What is the pinnacle of religion? 
What is Ihsan? He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it is to worship Allah as though you see him. And though you might not see him, you do not see him, he truly sees you. So it begins with this awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeing us in every moment. And then it continues to develop and ascend until the servant witnesses Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and worships Allah as though he sees him or as though she sees him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, these very lofty and high-level spiritual realities, he presented them to us and he made them for us in such a way that they're accessible to every believer. No matter what your background is, no matter what your upbringing is, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he opened the door of benefit for people. And he would take these things that are beloved and pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, things that you know, great thinkers throughout history have made very complicated and only the most intelligent people were, were ever able to access, and he made it simple and accessible for people. Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And this is part of his mercy and part of his immense wisdom and wanting good for his ummah. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. And this is one of the miracles that the scholars refer to as jawami'ul kalim. That he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he had comprehensive speech. He was able to talk about a great amount of things and to go very deep in a few words that everyone could understand. And that people of deeper levels of knowledge and understanding could then go deeper into. But even the average, ordinary, everyday person could benefit from and connect to and access. Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And let us look at one of the ahadith of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that is very short in the number of words. But if we are able to implement it in our lives, the good will be immense. And it is something that everyone can understand. And we all can make an effort today to implement these things at whatever level is made easy for us. This hadith, which is narrated by Imam al-Tirmidhi and others, uh, it is narrated, it is told to us by one of the noble companions of the Prophet وسلم, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Salam عنه, who was one of the most knowledgeable and well-respected rabbis of Medina, who was a true believer. His knowledge did not make him someone who was arrogant or deluded, but he was sincerely seeking the truth. So he tells us of this amazing narration. He says, When the Messenger of Allah, when the Prophet arrived to Medina, so he was one of the people who lived in Medina, this is after the migration, so everyone is excited. People are anticipating the coming of the Prophet. And him, as one of the people of the book, he wants to be able to assess the, the authenticity of this man who says that he is the Prophet that they are waiting for. So he says, I came to him to observe him and to witness him and to see, is this the one described in our books? Uh -huh. So he said, فَلَمَّ تَبَيَّنَتْ وَجْهُهُ 
فلما تبينت وجهه أي أبصرت وجهه ظاهرا So when I could clearly see his face صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم and I was studying it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that those people who had access to the previous scriptures they would be able to recognize him just as easily as they recognize their own sons. They knew his awsaf, which is why even as a child, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, when he was seen by Bahira, the monk, on his way to Sham, on his way to greater Syria, he looked at the young man and he told his uncle, Abu Talib, this boy is going to be the prophet that is awaited, so you have to protect him. So they could see those signs on him. So Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Salam, he wants to go and study the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam's face. And then he says, عَرَفْتُ أَنَّ وَجْهَهُ لَيْسَ I knew when I saw his face that this is not the face of a liar. This is the face of someone who only speaks the truth. This is the face of the man who has made this claim and the claim is true. Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And this is Iman. When Iman reaches your heart and you see the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if we see one of the people of righteousness or an elder who has nur, who has light emanating from them, it increases us in Iman. What then of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, himself? So Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Salam, he becomes Muslim immediately. This man is true. He is the messenger of Allah. He is the one that we were informed of in the scriptures and the one that we are waiting for. So then he says something after that. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Salam, the point of mentioning this hadith is the advice that is about to reach us. Naam. So then he says, فَكَانَ أَوَّلُ مَا قَالْ So the first thing that he said to the people of Medina, and this is very important because this is a a momentous event that the hijrah has been made successfully and they were chasing after the Prophet ﷺ and there was a bounty on his head. He arrives to Medina successfully. Now the building blocks of the ummah for generations to come are being set. So what does he tell this community of muhajireen and ansar after making pacts of brotherhood between them? He said, Ya ayyuhan nas, O people. And this is a khitabun aamun bi kalimatin jami'a lil mu'amala ma'al khalqi wal haq. So he is speaking to people generally, telling them about their relationship with the Creator. This is how you connect with your Creator. He then said, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Afshu salam. Spread the salam, disseminate and say salam in abundance to one another. Al-Mullah Ali Qari in his commentary, he says, say salam, say assalamu alaykum. Greet one another with the greetings of peace to those that you know and those that you don't know. And one of the most beautiful things in Muslim areas where people are living this sunnah is you're walking in the street, Salamu alaykum, Salamu alaykum, people you know, people you don't know. Salamu alaykum, Salamu alaykum. And what does that do? It actually creates a sense of peace in that society. 
that it actually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's a dua, assalamu alaykum, meaning Allah's peace be upon you. It is inviting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy upon one another. So imagine you have a critical mass of people doing that, whether you know the person or don't know the person, particularly like them or don't like them. This is something that is exalted with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. salam. Say, uh, spread the greetings of peace to one another. It's a beautiful practice. This is the first thing the Messenger of Allah said. And also, intend in your heart goodness for everyone. Everyone that you meet, assalamu alaikum. Whatever difficulties that person may be going through, may Allah make it easy for them. May Allah give them what they are seeking of good things and benefit and success and, and so forth in their lives. That is part of assalam. So the first thing is afshu salam disseminate peace wa ta'am wa ta'am and feed people feed those who are needy and those who are orphans people who don't have food it's not just the culture of celebrating those who are wealthy we only invite them over our houses and we feel good about the status that we have no that's not the sunnah of the prophet and that's why if someone wants barakah in their weddings, that they should invite poor people. They should invite widows and orphans to their wedding. People who normally do not have access to these kinds of things and might be struggling in their lives. Feed people. Find people who are in need. And this is one of the challenges of the, the way that we live here currently is that we don't actually know too many people outside of our same socioeconomic range. We live in houses that all cost about the same, and then there are people, and it's almost as if people who are poor or people who are not of the same uh, socioeconomic status as we are, we're uncomfortable around them. The Prophet ﷺ, he loved the poor. He used to sit with them. He used to ask about them. There were sahaba who lived in his masjid sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam who did not have livelihoods and other places to live. And he knew sallallahu alayhi wa sallam how to include them. And they became some of the best people ever to walk on the face of the earth. People like Sayyidina Abu Huraira and Sayyidina Salman al-Farisi and others. Radiallahu anhum ajma'in. They were from ashabu al-Sufa. ta'am. Feed people. Think of someone who might need a meal? Who might not be able to cook good organic food and take it over to them? Or in, even better, invite them over your house and treat them like a guest of honor. You're not doing them a favor. They're doing you a favor. As Imam al-Haddad radiallahu anhu says, because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, The giving hand is what it really means is the giving hand is better than the taking hand. In other words, it is better to give. When you have the means to do so, it is better to give and not to become someone who becomes accustomed to taking from others. In a time of difficulty, that's one thing, but not to become accustomed to that. So then Imam al-Haddad, the literal meaning of the hadith is that the upper hand is better than the lower hand because the hand on top is usually the one that gives and the one beneath is usually the one that is receiving. Imam al-Haddad says the adab that you should have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
is to see the person that you are giving to, you are giving them something from the dunya, but in return, they are giving you reward with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is everlasting. So who's really doing who the favor? So then Imam al-Haddad says, the adab you should have is that even when you give, you should make your hand lower. So that you're honoring the person that you're giving to and you're witnessing them doing you a favor more than the other way around. And holding it against them and so forth. All of that goes against the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Feed people. Think of those in need. Think of those who are widows or orphans or people who do not have the means to take care of themselves. الأرحام, so that's number two. The first is afshu salam. Spread, disseminate peace. The second is feed people. The third is wasilu arham and reach out to your relatives and your family members. Keep in touch with your family. Maintain the bonds of kinship. Maintain the ties of kinship. We all have family members that are difficult. Every family has it. That's part of the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his creation. There are some people you get along better with than others. But nevertheless, they have a right upon you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you have to reach out to them, whether it is the time of Eid or a particular event or occasion in their life. Someone gets engaged, someone gets married. One of the gravest sins in our deen is to cut off a relative. No, 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 but they stole money from me. They took my inheritance. No, but they did this. They said this about me. They said that about me. You be the person that reconciles who is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It doesn't mean that you have to entrust that person again or put yourself in a position where you're compromised, but you can still maintain a relationship with them. Salamu alaikum. Just wanted to say Ramadan Mubarak. Just wanted to say Happy New Year. I heard that your son or your daughter got married, Mubarak, wishing you the best, whatever it may be. To reach out to your family members. arham, Reach out to your family. And there's so much barakah that will come into your life from maintaining family relations. That Allah puts barakah in your lifespan. He puts barakah in your rizq, in your provision, in your wealth from reaching out to family members. Be that person who reconciles between people and does not split them up and cause greater fissures within the family and within relationships. And then the advice that comes after that, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu says, وَصَلُّوا بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّاسُ And pray at night when people are asleep. All of these things that preceded were really about interpersonal relationships within society, within community, saying assalamu alaikum to one another, feeding people in need, reaching out to your family, and then the result of a heart that has Muhammadan qualities and the character of the Prophet وسلم, is then a heart that is connected to its creator, that finds intimacy, finds uns with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Pray at night when people are asleep. It's natural. The human being at night, we start to wind down. Many of us work long hours. And, you know, instead of uh, uh, working from home, we're living at work, it seems like. 
right? There, that it takes a toll on us, but we should have a time, even if it's just two rakas, where we have intimacy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's nothing else going on. Close your email, turn it off, turn your computer off, put your phone aside. Just have dua between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Munajah. Right? This intimate discourse, this conversation between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while everyone else is resting. And that can be at the beginning of the night and at the end of the night. Any time after Salatul Isha is considered Qiyamul Layl. Any extra prayers that you pray after Salatul Isha is considered Qiyamul Layl. So you can do two rak'ahs extra after the Sunnah of Isha, or you can do two rak'ahs before the time of Fajr comes in, whatever works. Whatever you do, have this time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says in one of the previous scriptures, the one who claims to love me has lied if when night comes, they go to sleep and they leave me. In other words, they don't spend time worshiping me. Does not every lover love to be with their beloved? That's the time that you are intimately with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As one of the salihin, he said, the only thing that we enjoy in life is qiyamul layl. That's a high level. But the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he opens this door for us. Pray at night when people are asleep. What's the result of these, these things? Ifshu salam Disseminate, spread the greetings of peace. وَأَطْعِمُ ta'am, Feed people. وَصِلُ arham, Reach out to your family. Maintain ties of kinship. وَصَلُّوا بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّاسُ نِيَامِ And pray at night when people are asleep. Four things. It's not a long list. These are things that anyone can memorize. Anyone can understand. What is the result of that, O Messenger of Allah? And he says, Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, تَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةَ بِسَلَامِ You will enter paradise in peace. Easy. Without difficulty. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will enter you without making you go through difficulties and hardships that are often experienced on the day of resurrection. You will be of those special people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes that day an easy day for. So this is the path to success and this is the path to paradise. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq and we should think about ways that we're able to implement these things in our lives. وَاللَّهُ يَقُولُ وَقَوْلُهُ الْحَقُّ الْمُبِينَ وَإِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنصِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ وَقَالَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نون والقلم وما يسطرون ما أنت بنعمة ربك بمجنون وإن لك لأجرا غير ممنون وإنك لعلى خلق عظيم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the translation of which is noon, the letter noon, this is one of the huruf al-muqatta'ah, and the pen and what it writes, you, O Prophet, are not by your Lord's favor 
of those who are insane. You are not one of the insane, what they were claiming. And you will have a never-ending reward. And truly, you are upon a magnificent character. Truly, O Prophet Muhammad, you are upon a magnificent character. بارك الله لي ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم وأجارنا من خزيه وعذابه الأليم قولوا قولي هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم إن الحمد لله حمدا يوافي نعمه يكافي مزيدا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله let us take some time and really put a little bit of thought, even if it's just for five minutes, that we sit down and maybe even write this out. How am I going to implement these four things into my life? Ifshu salam. That's easy. That whenever I'm in a gathering with other believers, I'll say assalamu alaikum to people, those I know and those I don't know. So that's something that's not difficult to do. Then you can say, okay, once a month, I will donate to a food pantry. I will find a, some, a place that distributes food to the poor. Maybe I don't know someone that I can reach out to directly, but there are other ways of doing that. And to say, oh Allah, every month I try to implement this piece of ad advice from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Arham. Have a particular time on a Saturday or a Sunday when you're free, and just think of family members that you might not have spoken to for a while. And just reach out to them. Send them a message. I'm thinking of you. And make dua for them. And then sallu bil-layl wa Make a word for yourself. Two rak'ahs extra after Salatul Isha. I'm going to get up 15 minutes before Salatul Fajr. I'm going to find a time where I can pray while others are asleep. And to take advantage of that. And when you have this kind of plan and you think about it, and you introduce it into your life in a structured way, then you're more likely to be able to successfully implement it. And then what is the result of that? You will enter paradise in peace. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. Wa akthiru min al-salati wa salami ala al-bashir al-nadhir al-siraj al-munir Sayyidina Muhammadin fa inna Allah amarakum bi amrin بدأ فيه بنفسه وثن بملائكة المسبحة بقدسه وآيها بالمؤمنين تعميما فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على عبدك ورسولك سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وعلى الخليفة من بعده المختار أنيسه وصاحبه في الغار مؤازير الرسول الله في حالي الساعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى من نشر العدل في الآفاق فاشتهر الذي رفع الله له القدر فيما أنزل على خير البشر حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه 
وعلى الناصح لله في السر والإعلان من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن محي الليالي بتلاوة القرآن النورين أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخ النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة وعلى أمهم الحورة فاطمة البتول الزهراء وخديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وأمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزة والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وأهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بهدى وإحسان إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ألف بين قلوبنا وقلوب المسلمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اجعلنا نتعاون على البر والتقوى اللهم يا من وفق أهل الخير للخير وأعانهم عليه وفقنا للخير وأعن علي يا أرحم الراحمين عباد الله إن الله أمر بثلاث ونهى عن ثلاث إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر